Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show for you today, including guests uh, Kathleen Pasadoval, our state uh, president of the Senate, We'll also visit with Boo Mortensen. Seton Motley is the founder and president of Less Government. And we'll visit with uh, Linda Harden. It is January the 24th, and on this day in 1948, a millwright discovered gold along the banks of the Sutter's Creek in California, forever changing the course of a history in the American West. A tributary to the South Fork of the American River, east of the Sacramento Valley in San Francisco, Sutter's Creek was named for a Swiss immigrant who came to Mexican California in 1839. John Augustus Sutter became a citizen of Mexico and won a grant of nearly 50,000 acres in a lush Sacramento Valley where he hoped to create a thriving colony. He built a sturdy fort that came, became the center for his first town uh, and purchased farming implements, livestock, and a cannon to defend the tiny empire. Uh, copying the methods of the Spanish missions, Sutter introduced uh, induced the local Indians to do the work for his farms and ranches, Workers who dared leave the empire without permission were often brought back by armed posses to face brutal whippings or even execution. In the 1840s, Sutter Fort became the first stopping off point for over, overland Anglo-American immigrants coming to California to build farms and ranches. Though sworn to protect the Mexican province from falling under the control of a growing number of Americans, Sutter recognized that his future wealth and influence lay with the Anglo settlers. With the outbreak of the Mexican War in 1846, he threw his support to the Americans who emerged victorious in the fall of 1847. With the war over and California securely in the hands of the United States, Sutter hired a millwright, James Marshall, to build a sawmill along with the South Fork of the American River in January of 1848. In order to redirect uh, the flow of the water in the mill's water mill, uh, Marshall supervised the execution of a shallow mill race. On the morning of January 24, 1848, Marshall was looking over the freshly cut mill race when a sparkle of light in the dark early uh, earth caught his eye. Looking more closely, Marshall found much of this mill race was speckled with what appeared to be small flakes of gold, and he rushed to tell Sutter. After Nasayer uh, confirmed that the flakes were indeed gold, Sutter quietly kept about gathering up as much of the gold as he could, hoping to keep the discovery a secret. However, word soon leaked out, and within months, the large gold rush in the world had begun. Ironically, California Gold Rush was a disaster for Sutter. Although it brought in thousands of men to California, the prospectors had no interest in joining Sutter's despotic agricultural community. Instead, they overran Sutter's property, slaughtered his herds for food, and trampled his fields. By 1852, he, it was ruined, and Sutter had uh, nearly wiped out. Until his death in 1880, he spent this time unsuccessfully petitioning the government to compensate him for his losses that he suffered as a result of the gold rush he unintentionally ignited. Sutter's all started on this day. <clears throat> so Everglades National Park 
encompassing 1.5 million acres of tropical, subtropical paradise that's unique to South Florida, is the largest wilderness east of the Mississippi River, and the park is famous for its plethora of birds, from bald eagles to wood storks and rosette spoonbills. spoonbills. Home also is the endangered Florida panther, black bears, and uh, Burmese pythons. Everglades National Park is truly expansive. It's home to one of the most productive ecosystems on this continent, evidenced by the sheer volume of wildlife that can be found there. The park was recently named the best birding park in the nation by Travel Lens. There's more than 300 bird species roaming the park, including, as we mentioned, the Rosette Spobill, white pelicans, which are different than the brown pelicans we see so often here, reddish egrets, painted bunning, and snail kites, among other things. So, the best uh, uh, bird sanctuary in the United States, maybe in the world. Well, the Supreme Court of Florida issued a ruling Monday evening denying Planned Parenthood and other abortion providers petition to trap temporarily halt the 15-week abortion ban during the court battle. A four-to-one decision did not explain the majority's reasoning, and a couple of uh, justices didn't participate in the vote. The court still must rule on the constitutionality of Florida's abortion law signed by Governor Ron DeSantis last year. Law holds that abortions are banned after 15 weeks unless two physicians certify in writing that, in reasonable medical judgment, the termination of the pregnancy is necessary to save a pregnant woman's life or to stop her from facing irreversible physical impairment other than a psychological condition. Other exceptions are allowed if two physicians certify in writing that is reasonable medical judgment, the fetus has not achieved viability, or that the fetus has a uh, uh, fatal abnormality. A single physician can certify an abortion as an emergency if uh, the above criteria is followed and another physician is not available. Last year, after Judge John Cooper of Leon County Circuit temporarily injuncted the law, the First District Court of Appeals tossed it out saying plaintiffs did not show irreparable harm. Planned Parenthood is the main organization involved aiming to uh, get Florida's law struck down. It's a tough uh, mission to do that because it was passed by the legislature and uh, signed by the governor. Um, maybe they a lot of things settle down and see what happens here. But uh, nevertheless, uh, the battle is ongoing. Well, gibberish is the preferred defense of President Joe Biden. When the questions get tough, he reverts to an adolescent display of word scramble. The odd thing is that some of Biden's jabberwocky is scripted. At a news conference in California on Thursday, the president was asked a question about his mishandling of classified documents. He stumbled his way through his response, making no effort to disguise the fact that he was reading from a prepared statement. I think you're going to find there's nothing there. I have no regrets, Biden said. Looking up on the script, he ended with, there's no there there. He had that one memorized. The question about the classified documents bugged Biden. He doesn't like to be asked about his unpleasantries of his presidency, even if he has scripted answers in hand. What quite frankly bugs me, Biden said, is that we have a serious problem here we're talking about. We're talking about what's going on, and the American people don't quite understand why you don't ask me questions about that, he said. (laughs) So the mishandling of uh, classified documents is not a serious problem. The Justice Department and the FBI routinely prosecute high-level officials for the misuse of classified documents. Do you remember uh, Vice President Biden had no power to declassify the documents in question, which he said on Thursday were misfiled? For example, 
In 2013, Lieutenant Colonel Benjamin Pierce Bishop was arrested and charged with unlawfully retaining documents related to national defense. He was also accused of sharing the information with a 27-year-old Chinese woman with whom he had a relationship. Bishop pleaded guilty and was sentenced to seven years in prison following three years of supervised release. And another example, how about, you remember uh, General David Petraeus, a former CIA chief, pleaded guilty to one count of unauthorized removal and retention of classified material. Petraeus was sentenced to two years of probation and given a $100,000 fine. Uh, Former National Security Advisor Sandy Berger uh, pleaded guilty to removing classified documents from the National Archives and Records Administration. He lost his security clearance for three years and was ordered to pay $50,000 as a fine, and the list goes on. The fact that some of the classified documents in question were found at the University of Pennsylvania's Penn-Biden Center in Washington, D.C. is is highly suspect, as the university has gotten millions of dollars in donations from unnamed contributors in uh, China since the Penn-Biden Center's opening. Other documents were found in Biden's garage at his Delaware residence. Uh, Peter Ducey asked about the uh, documents in a news conference. Classified materials next to your Corvette? What were you thinking, Ducey said. (laughs) Biden's response, my Corvette is locked in a garage, okay? So it's not like they're sitting out there on the street. Nice answer, President, Mr. President. The Delaware residence has a history of security issues. Now photos have come to light of Hunter Biden, who has done extensive business with China in the Corvette at the site of the classified documents. So, yes, we do have a serious problem, Mr. President, and it may well be you. The total number of of Americans unionized workers went up in 2022, but the overall percentage of workers who belong to a union fell to a new low in 2022, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Last year, 10.1% of American workers were unionized, dropping from 10.3% in 2021. Meanwhile, in 1983, the first year the Bureau reported comparable figures, there was a high number of workers at 20.1% unionized. The percentage fell in part because of the increase in jobs in 2022. The nation's workforce added 273,000 unionized jobs last year, but up 1.9% from 2021. But the overall number of total jobs went up by 3.9% to 5.3 million, which was past the growth of uh, union jobs. The news comes as unions' efforts have uh, come in several of the nation's largest companies, including Starbucks locations and Amazon warehouses, where both companies pushing back against the organized efforts with the argument that the workers would be better served without belonging to unions. However, a recent Gallup poll shows that 71% of Americans approved of labor unions last year, the highest number recorded by the pollsters since 1965. Meanwhile, the rate of union membership in public sector workers, this is appalling, is much higher than the employees in private sector, by 33.1% to 6%, and union workers on average are paid more uh, uh, in terms of median salary. It's just incredible. Can you imagine uh, negotiating uh, for a union wage with the government? And, of course, these guys are going to look for kickbacks or look for union uh, for uh, political contributions from the unions, so it's kind of a vicious cycle. Uh, we should uh, get rid of unions in the public sector altogether. <clears throat> well, student enrollment in Christian colleges and universities has increased at the same time many are leaving public sector schools of higher education. 
The public sector schools lost 1.1% of undergraduates last fall, resulting in a two-year drop of 4.2% since 2020. That's a lot. That according to the National Student Clearinghouse of Research Center. Pretty uh, substantial increase. Something's going on in higher education, and uh, it's not good for the establishment, which is a good thing. It's good for education, I would guess. And then finally, in this segment, scientists have recently reported discovering what they believe is the most massive black hole ever discovered in the early universe. It's 34 billion times the mass of our sun. Can you believe that? And it eats the equivalent of one sun daily. The research led to the National University of Australia has revealed how massive this fast-growing black hole is in the universe, as well as how much matter it can suck in. The black hole known as J2157 was discovered by the same research team in 2018. The study uh, detailing the humongous black hole's characteristics have been published in monthly notices of the Royal Astronomical Society. According to Dr. Christopher Onken and his colleagues, this object is 34 billion times the sun's size and mass and gobbles up an equivalent of one sun every single day. That's a billion, a B with a B, a billion suns every day. Can you imagine we're just specks of uh, dust in the universe, but it's so ironic. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll visit johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, we're going to visit with Kathleen Pasadomo, the uh, Florida State Senate President. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of the Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m. seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's 
vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse. Uh, changing lives through exceptional theater experiences. And you can find out more and get tickets by visiting the website gulfshoreplayhouse.org. Coming up, we're going to visit with Boo Mortensen. Right now we have with us our state senate president, Kathleen Pasadena. Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Good morning. Good morning, Kathleen. I think you're up in Tallahassee this week? I am. I am. This is uh, a committee week, so the committees are meeting, doing a lot of presentations. Uh, bills are starting to be heard. We're starting to work on the budget, so it's uh, it's a little different because I'm in charge. But other than that, it's uh, um, you know the same kind of process we always have. Yeah. It looks like uh, the... Uh Education savings accounts are getting some real traction, which was HB1, I guess it was the number. And that, to me, I think indicates some significance in terms of importance. Yeah, it's um, it's a really, uh, it's a concept that I think, you know, we've been talking about for years. And, and what it, it, it's basically a universal school choice. And um, what what it entails, and to cut it, sort of just to distill it down, the money will follow the students. So uh, parents can decide whether they want their student to, to go to a traditional public school, uh, a public charter school, a private school, home school, and the funding will, will stay with the student. Um, we're getting a lot of positive feedback on it. Um, there, are some, there are some people that, and rightly so, have said, now, we if we do that, we have all these regulations that we put on the traditional public schools. So perhaps we need to take a look at that. And, and, and t- since we don't uh, impose those regulations on the private schools or the charter schools, that maybe we should level playing field. And that's, and we're looking at that right now. Hmm. So uh, in other words, uh, that uh, private public schools could be encumbered by regulations that uh, aren't required for private schools. Right. They are now. Um, and that's the biggest complaint we hear uh, whenever we're talking about expanding, you know, school choice mm-hmm. is if you're going to do that, then you should uh, take away some of the stringent regulations we have on the public school system. And, and you hear about all the time, every time we turn around, we put another requirement on them. And so I think it's, uh, and you would probably like that, you, Mr. Dreg. Uh. <laughs> yes, I'm sitting here thinking right now. My next comment was going to be, "Why don't we just get rid of the regulations that are encumbering the public schools?" Uh, exactly, because the, the choice would be to impose the same regulations that we impose on the traditional public schools onto the private and charter schools. But that doesn't make sense because, for years, the system has been saying we overburden them. And uh, so we'll take a look at that and, and see where that ends up. Outstanding. So uh, you're, I know you're kind of setting the agenda up there right now. What are some of the things that are emerging that are important to you? Well, you know, we you know I've talked about this a lot. Uh, the uh, the uh, affordable housing bill, we're going to file that on Thursday. Um, I, we're, I believe the wildlife corridor bill got filed yesterday. 
Um, you know, so there's a, a lot of things we're doing. Some bills on government transparency. I mean, on uh, uh, transparency and some of our government-funded organizations, and you know, a lot of there's just so many. <laughs> I'm driving the staff crazy with all my ideas. Well, you know, uh, the uh, uh, Department of Education struck down the African American AP Studies course. And well, they not not all. It, 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 there's been a lot of misinformation on that. Uh, sure. Uh, the actual uh, AP class itself uh, was a pilot program, and it has a lot of good parts to it. Something happened in the the, the 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 second part of the course turned it into um, some uh, I think it, the, the terminology was queer studies and and even my African American colleagues were a little put out by that so I think we just needed the Department of Education needs to look at it and strike out the the um, curricula that it doesn't make any sense and that it doesn't really fit within our our, our um, criteria and and move on that certainly makes sense i mean uh, just because it's called african-american studies the the uh, left break uh, you know melts down quite frankly and uh right. and, you know the, the main thing is let's make sure that we have good information if you want to uh, talk about critical race theory you can mention it as a topic but dis- discuss it intellectually as opposed to teaching it and making it propaganda uh yeah uh, it's like everything they, they there's um rhetoric that basically out there to harm us and we just have to move forward and do the right thing absolutely anything else uh, on and for, for example around affordable housing yeah the bill is going to be filed on thursday and uh, you know i think it's pretty robust we can talk about it once it's filed uh, and there'll be a lot of press on it i believe um you know we're, we're starting to move it, there's a lot going on and it's so far, uh, we have a, a great. I have a great working relationship with the speaker and the governor, and we're on the same page. And I think we'll be able to do a lot of uh, important and good things this session. Sounds like you're excited about your new role. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's still talk about it in two years, right? Again, <laughs> <laughs> Kathleen Pasadena, not only our, our state senator, we're also Florida State Senate President. Just genuinely appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, and have a great day. You as well. Thank you, Kathleen. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Boo Mortz. And I do want to remind you that uh, on uh, Wednesday through Saturday from 4 to 8 p.m., Lulabee's Diner is serving a great dinner with great chef, new seafood items, and uh, meatloaf, chopstick, oh, just it's a great menu. So uh, stop by Lulabee's Diner not only for a great breakfast or lunch, but also uh, for dinner uh, Wednesday through Saturday evenings, 4 to 8 p.m. All right, we're going to have more here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. 
Office is located at 9015 Stratoscale Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Finish what you started with a Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by internationalhealthplans.com. If you're planning on traveling abroad, well, uh, most health insurance plans don't cover international travel, and you need to have some security and peace of mind when you travel abroad. You can find out more by visiting internationalhealthplans.com, internationalhealthplans.com. Coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now, it's time to find out what's new with Boo. Boo Mortensen right here on the Paradise Coast. Boo, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you, Boo. So uh, just to let our listeners know, you're taking a little hiatus from the show, uh, going to Australia for a couple of weeks. Yes, how about that? Uh, it's a long flight. It's you know It takes two days to get there and two days to come back, so that's just four days of travel, so you might as well go and spend a while there. So it's, I'm looking forward to it. It's uh, Australia and New Zealand. So oh. I've never been to New Zealand, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I'll have lots of new stories. And lots of uh, New Zealand. She, they just got rid of her uh, tyrannical uh, prime minister in New Zealand. Uh, she resigned the other day. So uh, maybe we can get, get back on an equal footing with regard to their, uh, their rights. But uh what a beautiful country. I understand it's just absolutely fabulous. Yeah, I'll take lots of photos, and um, yeah, it should be really neat. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, but before that, I, I leave the, at the end of this week. I read an article, you know, we, don't, we take what we do every day for granted, and we don't really realize how much plastic we use, how, much, how plastic is so incorporated in everything we touch, what we wear. Mm -hmm. So this guy decided he was going to go just 24 hours without touching, dealing, uh, using anything that has anything to do with plastic. And he found out it's very, very difficult. To begin with, you, you get out of bed and your feet hit your carpet and there's plastic in your carpet. Sure. So I'm going to give you things that you don't think about that we're so incorporated. Number one, we're talking on a phone. Yeah, a lot of components are plastic. Your toothbrush, toothpaste yeah. is in a plastic container. Shampoo, liquid soaps, your razor, either electric razor or a hand razor, all has plastic. The toilet seat is plastic. Yeah, a lot of clothes have plastic in your clothes. Your underwear, ink pens, uh, water bottles, 
smoke alarms, helmets, medical equipment, refrigerator liners, straws, garbage bag. You get in the elevator to go down to your car, you push a plastic button. It's so it's true. Credit boo. cards, it's all plastic. It's, we are surrounded by it. So what they've said, that the, uh, they estimate that 400 million tons of plastic, tons of plastic, uh, we, use, we that end up in landfills or in the ocean. So the real, you know, and obviously you can't take plastic out of our lives. It's just too incorporated. You know, better living through plastic, I guess. But the thing to stop doing is using items that are single use. For instance, a plastic water bottle uh-huh. or plastic bags. Yeah. You know, try not to use single use items. See, plastic's That's the moral not. Of the story. It's not the plastic is not biodegradable, is it? I mean, I think it's. <laughs> It, to my knowledge, it just uh, once it's uh, it's created, it just continues to exist. It doesn't go back to its natural form. No, it doesn't. Yeah. And so it's clogging all the long, uh, uh, landfills, clogging the oceans. I mean, we've all read lots of articles about all that. And so it's kind of overwhelming. I mean, you can't really live in this day and age without using plastic. It's so such a part of our lives. But we can cut down on single-use items. So yeah. that's... That's the moral of the story for today. Well, it also raises the question about what harm we're doing to ourselves by using plastic. I think I read the, there's, of course, a lot of plastic that's in the ocean right now, and that they've uh, found whales that have micro uh, amounts of, uh, or I should say, small particles of uh, plastic in their lungs uh, by virtue of having the, all the plastic that's been dumped in the sea. So I wonder what we're doing to ourselves. Who knows? You know, they're trying to ban gas stoves, so uh, <laughs> who knows what, uh, what we're inhaling and what's, uh, what's good for us and what isn't. I know that the single use, like, say, plastic bags, yeah. you know, just think about it. You, you go somewhere, you travel, you use plastic bags all the time, get plastic bags from the grocery store, yeah. recycle them or bring your cotton bags. I do do that. Yeah. I know we do too. It's but you know it's a, it's a big problem, and uh, somehow, some way, we're going to have to deal with this overabundance of plastic that's in the landfills. In fact, it's, well, it's just uh, in, in, incomprehensible what we're doing with all of our waste right now. <laughs> Stuff that doesn't isn't biodegradable. I know, I know. Don't you think about after what happened to after the hurricane, and you would see all the debris and all the trash stacked up, you know, 12 feet high. Yeah. Where do they go with that? I know. Uh, Boo, I, I don't know if you've gone up uh, 41, but uh, on Coconut uh, Point, or Coconut Road, I guess it is. Coconut, yes. Uh, on, the, on the, I guess it's the west-northwest side, they've got acres and acres of, uh, of, la- of destroyed stuff. I mean, it's that's probably not biodegradable, but the point is that it's all from the hurricane, just the hurricane itself unbelievable waste there so what are they going to do with it to your point i mean i have no idea what they're going to do i you know i don't know either i have no idea what you can do with all that turn it into a ski slope i mean it beats me <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know boo are you excited about your trip uh yes yeah not so much getting there you know it's kind of a grind i think it's a 19 hour flight so that's that won't be pleasant um but, uh, yeah, when I get there, you know, we're traveling around, and Australia is a big country. Yeah. So we're going to see parts of it. 
and uh, I'll be in Sydney. I've never been to Sydney before. I've been up to the northern part where the Great Barrier Reef is. Great. But, you know, it's a big country. It's like America. And um, so we'll, we'll explore, and then, uh, and then I'm going to be on a cruise for two weeks. Nice. That is just outstanding, Boo. So uh, do you take the cruise to New Zealand? Yes. Yeah, yeah. We go around a little bit of Australia, not too much, and then the bulk of the cruises around New Zealand. Well, it sounds just fabulous. I hope you have a fantastic trip. And I really really appreciate you coming on the show. You always make it more interesting. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure, Bob. Thank you, Boo. And by the way, uh, former President Donald Trump, uh, fresh off a senior club championship win at his Palm Beach Country Club, International Golf Club over the weekend reminded his followers in the True Social Post that unlike his successor, he got the stamina and physical health to not only win the championships, but also to run the United States. He's great. The uh, 2024 uh, Republican hopeful didn't name Biden in his announcement, but it could easily be interpreted that way. A great honor to have won the Senior Club Championship at the Trump International Golf Club, one of the best courses in the country in Palm Beach County, Florida. Competed against many fine golfers and was hitting the ball long and straight, Trump wrote. The reason that I announced this on this fabulous truth is that, this is true socially, he's announcing it, in a very real way, it serves as a physical exam, only much tougher. You need strength and stamina to win. I have strength and stamina. Most others don't. You also need strength and stamina to govern, he added. At issue were the results of uh, Biden's last physical examination, which he promised would be released by the end of 2022. It's nearing the end of January, and nothing has been reported. The results of uh, his 2021 physical examination were announced in mid-November of that of that year. At this time, Dr. Kevin O'Connor, Biden's physician, provided the president with a clean bill of health and noted that he remained fit for duty. However, as the country has witnessed throughout his presidency, Biden has uh, more than his fair share of painfully embarrassing physical gaffes that become comedic uh, content for many. The first reminder of Biden's questionable physical fitness was his dramatic, unfortunate series of falls while climbing the stairs to Air Force One in March of 2021. The president was boarding the jet at uh, Joint Air uh, Base uh, Air Andrews for a trip to Georgia, which turned out to be really bad. Uh, when attempting to ascend the stairs, and the three falls came at the uh, same time, uh, many began to question the elderly president's cognitive health. To say it wasn't a good look would be an understatement. <laughs> it, was, it was really quite embarrassing. Then there was a time when uh, someone at the White House thought it would be a great idea to stick the nearly 80-year-old, clearly unstable man on a bicycle for a photo op to prove somehow that he was as sharp as he was in years past. Not only did he eat the pavement... But uh, it also happened that uh, he had stopped to talk with a small crowd that had gathered at the bicycle pathway. The June 2022 incident turned into another blunder that sparked days of brutal mockery. Unbelievable. So, in any event, President Biden, uh, again, President uh, Trump, went out and won this, winning a seniors tournament in any country club, that's a big deal. That's not easily to, easy to accomplish. So congratulations to the president on that. And, and indeed, he is in, uh, mentally years uh, under his natural age. All right, coming up, we're going to be visiting with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. <laughs> Stay tuned. 
tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. Finish what you started with a Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now I'll play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me and he'll help you too. Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Choice Social. Choice Social is a new, refreshing social networking platform, and you can find out more and download the app by visiting choicesocial.us. We have with us Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Seton. Tell us about Less Government. Yeah, we exist through the size, scope, it's a government, and D.C. does not. No, it certainly doesn't, but uh, government continues to grow. It could be interesting to see yes. how this uh, debt uh, ceiling works out here in the next couple of months. But uh, kind of interesting, you wrote a really interesting piece, uh, Left's Information Dominance and a D.C. Question No One Asks But Everyone Should. Maybe you can tell us about it. Yeah, um, the... Of course, the, the information dominance part is pretty obvious. Um, between, you know, the left controls government, they control big tech, they control big media, they control big Hollywood, um, you know, and that's evidenced by conservatives are constantly canceled by everybody, and leftists never, ever are. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so th- that's part of it. And I was led to read the piece where I get these Google alerts for people who don't know, you can sign up for keywords and the the evil empire will send you article um, updates or, you know, Hey, this article mentioned your keyword, et cetera. Mm. And I saw the same headline over and over and over again. And it wasn't the same article 
published in multiple places. It was basically the same headline over and over and over again, written by 20 people, and it could have been written by one. Huh. And this happens all the time. This is, you know, I've been, I've been noticing this periodically. I've been writing about it periodically for years, years and years and years. And in this instance, it was, okay, Biden's, you know, it, it, the, the Senate is still in, is, is, is in Senate hands. Biden's nominee, Gigi Sohn, must be confirmed to the Federal Communications Commission uh, so we can impose net neutrality. And it's, you know, I, I put six or seven examples of this headline written by six or seven different people, but it's the same damn headline. Mm-hmm. It's the same, it's the same <laughs> concept. It's information dominance. And the question, DC, the DC question that needs to be asked, no one ever asks is, has, you know, before an executive branch agency can do anything, has Congress passed a law? that expressly empowers the agency to do, to, to do that thing. Mm-hmm. In this instance, of course, has Congress passed a law that says, hey, FCC, impose net neutrality? And the answer is no, it is not. The last time Congress did any law that was pertinent to the Internet was the 1996 mm-hmm. Telecommunications Act. The guy, the guy who invented the concept of net neutrality, his name is Tim Wu. He was recently, he was until very recently in the Biden administration. Uh, he's a college professor, which means he's a leftist, and he invented the concept of net neutrality in 2003. Now, not even Congress can impose leftist idiocy that hasn't yet been invented. So the the fact that net neutrality didn't even exist as a concept, when Congress last passed law, probably means that Congress has not empowered the FCC to impose right. net neutrality. Well, in fact, it's been imposed previously by Obama's FCC, and a 2014 court ruling said the FCC does not have the authority <laughs> to do to impose this. Right. It specifically, expressly said, doesn't have the authority to do this. And then we had that Supreme Court ruling on the EPA in 20, just last year, in 2022, in June, where they said the EPA is writing law. It's, 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 it's not doing what Congress told it to do. It's writing its own rules, its own permission to slip to do something. That's not how this system works. The system is Congress writes the, the, you know, writes the permission slips, and then the executive branch agencies execute them, and that you know sometimes you know often the the, the 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 justices will be very specific. Oh, this this only applies to this specific case. But they didn't in this instance. They said this is a broad proclamation that you have to get Congress's go ahead before you impose something at an executive branch level, and and so again. None of that's mentioned in the information dominance. They don't talk about the only the only the only time they mention because Obama imposed net neutrality twice. He imposed it once; it was overturned by the court. He imposed it again; it was going to court, but then Trump won and Trump's FCC rescinded it. Now that they mention, so uh, they mention uh, that Trump withdrew it. They don't mention the previous court ruling, which, pro- which, by the way, probably would have been repeated 
had Trump not pulled the plug on the on the necessity for the case because he just pulled the plug on net neutrality. Yeah, so uh, GD, GD sound, sounds like uh, she'll probably be confirmed now that they've got the Senate in, in their hands, uh, the president does at this point. Well, no, that's not, exact, that's not necessarily true. Uh, she had problems with Democrats <clears throat> that are still there. You could probably name them without even... Cinema and the mansion. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Cinema from um, Arizona and mansion from uh, West Virginia. She was problematic before. Look, I know Gigi. I've, I've only put together two panels in the history of my life in D.C., and she was on both of them. Huh. But she's a radical. She's yeah. a very nice lady, likes the New York Jets, likes football. She's a radical. She has no business being a, 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 a bureaucrat. And so, you know, that's what Manchin was pointing to. That's what Cinema was pointing to. And although Cinema was talking more about the concept of neutrality being a problem because they don't have the authority. But anyway. That's good. Yes, they picked up a seat. They picked up one vote in the Senate. But they they still have two Democrats who, at the you know, thus far, uh, have been opposed to Sun's uh, confirmation. And that's why, by the way, she's been nominated for more than a year and hasn't gone anywhere. So, Seton, I mean, when I think about this I just, you, and the precedence that you talked about, it just seems to me that net neutrality is not is a heavy lift for the Senate. Oh, they they passed they they've attempted to pass the law very early on, on uh, in, in the late in the early two thousand like two thousand ten two thousand one. In fact, ninety five Democrats signed a petition candidates um, in two thousand ten saying, if we're elected, we'll vote for net neutrality. Huh. And it, all 95 lost. <laughs> wow. Um, now, that was the Tea Party year, of course. But still, it's just it's very funny that not a single one won. Um, yeah, they, 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 they very quickly realized they couldn't get a vote on a, on a piece of legislation empowering the SEC. So they, they, they just decided to do the end run by bypassing Congress and doing it at the, at the agency level. So, Seton, if uh, Gigi Son is not nominated or isn't approved for nomination, uh, they have to go back through the process and have another nomination. This seems like a moot point at this point. Well, well again, you know, Manchin always talks a good game and then ends up voting wrong. Yeah, um, that's as true. We've seen time and time and time again. Yeah. Um, cinema is more... I, I respect Cinema a, a lot more than I do Manchin, that's for sure. She seems to be a genuinely mixed bag when it comes to ideology, you know, to, to, to policy positions. Yeah. And, and it seems to be genuine. You know, she's leftist on some and conservative on others or, you know, moderate on others at least. Um, and that seems genuine. Um, I think Joe Manchin would vote like Chuck Schumer if he could. He just happens to be from West Virginia and he can't do it. So I don't, I don't know what the vote would be. Um, like Pelosi was famous for, Schumer doesn't have a vote unless he knows the, you know, answer in advance. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, again, they seem to be Biden renominated Stone after the election in a, in a pro forma way. Uh, he he basically renominated all his nominees that were that, that were still pending after you know prior to the election after the election i see so he renominated her so we'll see yeah uh, just uh, in the few seconds we have left uh, to find a net neutrality for our listeners that may not be familiar oh it's, it's well it, it's it's stupid internet policy that's a big giveaway to big tech uh -huh. um it treats every bit bite on the internet exactly the same which of course you don't want the internet providers doing because you don't want the email from your grandmother 
to be treated the same as the email from the Nigerian prince, right? You want them to differentiate between those things. Absolutely. And it outlaws, it outlaws charging big tech companies for all the bandwidth they use. So we pay more so big tech can continue its free ride. That's not a good idea. Again, Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Uh, LessGovernment.org is the website. You can also visit Less Government on Facebook. Seton, always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much, sir. My pleasure indeed. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Linda Harden. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Luke Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round, Visit BlueProvenceNaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's BlueProvenceNaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability. They get the politics and know the policy, and they prepare your elected officials to win in the legislature. You can find out more by visiting the website, thefga.org. We have with us Linda Harden, my wife. Linda, always great to have you on the show. Good morning. Lots of stuff going on. Boy, there certainly is. The one thing I I saw in the news that uh, right now Pfizer... Um, uh, Moderna, I guess other companies are recommending now or taking a look at the notion that we should have uh, 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 a vaccine shot, much like a flu shot, every year sometimes to fight, uh, fight the prevailing, I guess, uh, uh, virus. I guess, they're, uh, I guess they're not satisfied with all the myocarditis and people uh, dropping dead. I, I guess that's the point. We have more and more information showing that people are harmed by these vaccines and yet they just continue to push this thing it just makes no sense to me because because it's 
vital for them to continue to the narrative for a number of different reasons. Probably first and foremost, money. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you watched uh, Borla, the uh, CEO of Pfizer. He was in um, at the World Economic Forum last week, and one of the one of the reporters for Rebel News chased him down and said, "Would you care to comment on why your vaccine doesn't work?" And and um, Borla just ran from him. He just wouldn't answer him. He just kept saying, have a nice day, have a nice day, and until he was uh, away from the rebel news guy. So people are waking up and they're just, they're seeing for themselves the damage that these vaccines are doing, and um, they're not having it. And and nice try for the CDC and the FDA to say, oh yeah, let's let's uh, give people the flu and, and the, uh, uh, the COVID-19 shot together. You know, can I just remind the whole wide world that uh, when this uh, coronavirus first came out and they were saying, remember when, when um, Fauci was saying, oh, it's not that bad, it's not that bad. Keep in mind that this, this virus has more a cure rate than the regular flu. Mm -hmm. and, and, and they still keep wanting to, to tout it as this horrible virus. Even the... the um, the medical uh, person on CNN admitted they were overcounting COVID deaths. Of course they were. And, well, and here's the thing. I mean, you take a look at the uh, Diamond. This Di Diamond is the one that died, right? Diamond and Silk. Right. Uh, such a young person. It's, that's just an example of what this can do. You know, she was 51 years of age, 52, as I recall. And, uh, you know, she just dropped dead. She literally just stopped breathing. And uh, just read this morning that a, a male model, he's age 27, dropped dead. It's happening all over. You know, the, the sudden death syndrome is happening all over the United States. Young people are dying. Older people are dying. And uh, with all kinds of heart problems as well. So this is a this is a crisis. We should be uh, there. Should be in the news. It should be it should be examined carefully because I think it's harming the American public. Just so you know, too, the the pharmaceutical industry is a big contributor to the sports sporting um, yeah. businesses like the NFL. And we were watching the football games this weekend, and and who was promoting the uh, the vaccine? But the NFL and. Um, they're big recipients uh, of Pfizer money. And, and um, keep in mind, you know, when you see all these uh, ads for drugs nonstop on the television shows, all of them uh, say, well, th it'll do this for you, but here are the side effects, which are like, that'll yeah. kill you, it'll maim you, it'll whatever, but they right. list the side effects. Guess what they don't do that for? For the vaccines. I hadn't even but, noticed that. Yep. That's so interesting. So... Uh, you're right, though. I mean, there's a lot. It seems to me we were counting on the uh, FDA as well as the CDC to protect us from bad information. In fact, they're the ones creating the bad information. Well, sure. I mean, if you think about it, if it, I mean, it's so it makes your head explode because the FDA says grace over all this stuff that goes into food, to fertilizers, to everything. Uh, one study uh, from, I don't remember where it was, said that Fruit Loops were, were healthier than, than a salad or some, some, yeah. some strange comparison. So these people put, uh, say grace over all this stuff going into our foods, and guess what that does? It makes us sick. Yeah. I was talking to, to one of our friends the other day, and we were saying, did you ever see... I mean, when, when, when you were growing up, did you ever see your parents suffer from maladies? We didn't have all this 
crap going on um, until they started pushing the polio vaccine. Remember that? Yes, I do. And and so all this FDA says, oh, well, well, we need to protect the people. So we're going to make sure that all the crops have this, um, all the cows get shot up, all the chickens are fed uh, to make them to make them bigger and whatever. I'm I, we've talked about this um, just between the two of us, and I'm I'm only shopping for organic, grass-fed everything because I, it's it's scary what they're doing to our foods. And oh, by the way, the, so the FDA people are getting sick, and where do they run to? They run to the doctors. Who? What do they do? Prescribe them drugs. Yeah. It's a vicious cycle. Yeah, I mean, if you just take a look at our food pyramid, the FDA basically said that the fat is the problem, not sugar. It's fat, so we need to we have low-fat milk, low-fat this, that, and the other thing. And sugar, of course, is the killer. And the sugar, first sugar is the devil, and, it's in, and, and in what's behind everything. what's behind that, of course, is the sugar lobby. What's all the money that's coming? One in? of the, one of the biggest in Washington is the sugar lobby. Yeah, so. and 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 you know, I mean, I, I never thought we'd get on this. On this topic, but um, what what people need to do, and I know it's it's probably a little more expensive, but stop buying the stuff with with ingredients in it that you don't understand or don't know. Yeah, I mean the, all this processed stuff that they're trying to shove down people's throats, like the Fruit Loops that I was talking about earlier. Yeah, read read the ingredients if you don't understand it. And I remember, I remember our acupuncture doctor, um, Doctor Cormier, told me uh, a long time ago. He says, Linda, he says, all that stuff that's sitting on your shelf to make it s- sit on your shelf forever and ever, what do you think it's doing to your body? Right. It's just like formaldehyde. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And we, I mean, you know, that's why it's such a pleasure to go to places like um, Blue Provence where you know, I mean, we've talked to Jacques about this, where you know the food is so fresh and, and pure and he doesn't, he doesn't, um, he doesn't let all this crap get into his foods. It's yeah. it's it's something to pay attention to, people. I mean, it, it's our our health and our our lives are at stake here. Really is. But before I let you go, though, any any thoughts or predictions on uh, the football season and how it's winding down? I don't know. I think I I'm I'm sad that we won't have to watch it anymore. I'm 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 happy that we don't have to struggle do a struggle session with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and worry about what's going on with them and the New England Patriots. By the way, it's interesting to see that Jeff Bezos is is um is wanting to buy the Redskins and yes, I will call them the Redskins. The Commanders is a stupid name. Uh and and um he's he's going to have to sell the Washington Post to do it. Well, I read it's kind of an interesting twist. I apparently he's saying I'll sell the Washington Post to appease Snyder, Dan Snyder, the current owner of the Redskins. Not sure exactly how that works. I'm not sure it's necessarily to raise money to because I think he's got plenty of money to do both. Well, I don't know. What you mean, Jeff Bezos? Yeah. Well, yeah, but he just had to lay off ten thousand Amazon workers. So there, there's that. I think it's eighteen thousand. Oh, so that that's yeah, even more. Man, and 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 oh, by the way, the Washington Post has lost five hundred thousand subscribers over the past two years. So there's that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't think I think that that saying that he's going to appease Dan Snyder is yeah. is is trying to. Cover up the his good own. old boy network. Yeah. yeah, you go woke, you go broke. Yeah. According to President Trump, that's for sure. Linda, always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. All right. Well, that's a wrap here in today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. I certainly did. Uh, tomorrow we've got some terrific. Ga- well, in fact, Andrew Jopp is going to be our guest tomorrow. Always look forward to his commentary, which is always culture 
is uh, politics is downstream from culture. We'll visit with Andy tomorrow. Always appreciate your comments on the show. You can send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com. bobharden at hotmail.com. Also, if you like the show and enjoy it, tell your friends. That's one of the ways we uh, get our advertisers to get more business. It just supports us, and we really appreciate that. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. Thanks so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com. <laughs>